your daily dose of debate, breaking news, and uncensored views. This is the Michael Medved Show. And another great day in this greatest nation on God's green earth. And no, I do not believe that the country is on the verge of civil war. People who uh, say such things are irresponsible. They're a little bit crazy. They certainly are not helpful to the Republican Party, to the cause and to the ambitions of Donald J. Trump or to the United States of America. Uh, that, it seems to me, is obvious. And uh, unfortunately, there was plenty of material for a piece in Vice that uh, headlined Trump supporters are calling for civil war after FBI search of Mar-a-Lago. Is that what is involved here? Uh, there is a uh, one piece uh, that uh, I think is makes a very good point. Charles C.W. Cook in National Review, he writes, many pundits say that the existence of a search warrant, which they got before they went into Mar-a-Lago to take some papers out of President Trump's personal safe, Many pundits say the existence of a search warrant suggests there is a there there, crime-wise. But what if that isn't true? While there's nothing per se wrong with investigating presidential candidates, there is a real problem if the FBI overreached and ends up with nothing to show for it. That would be the greatest law enforcement mistake in history. And that raises a question about the consequences for all involved in approving the raid. Do we just move on as if nothing ever happened? Uh, for transparency's sake, he writes, the federal government should immediately make the warrant public. It will only be justified if officials can demonstrate that if the target was not named Donald Trump, a similar operation would have been launched. If that's not the case, Merrick Garland says Charles C.W. Cook must resign or be impeached, as must the head of the FBI. I don't think any of that is going to happen, and uh, I don't believe that uh, it is at all likely that uh, given the nature of uh, the what has been called a raid, but it wasn't a raid, it was basically executing a duly issued legal search warrant. And if it turns out that the search warrant was foolish or made under false pretenses, then you have a, uh, a terrible miscarriage of justice. You have a, a, a terrible embarrassment for the Justice Department, sure. But we're a long way from reaching those conclusions, seems to me. The uh, uh, piece at Bloomberg by Timothy L. O'Brien says FBI agents don't get to waltz into a former president's home without a good reason. They had to get a federal judge to approve the search warrant, and they did. Uh, it's a judge named Reinhardt who was elevated on the court by Trump, and no judge would have done so in this particular instance unless investigators made a convincing case. There was evidence of crime there. That's not the kind of Watergate-style scandal that Trump alleged when he announced the FBI's raid. That's how a proper federal investigation unfolds. The question so isn't so much whether the investigation is justified, but whether Attorney General Merrick Garland has the resolve to place all of that damning evidence before a jury 
and whether that jury can be convinced that Trump broke the law. And that question has a pretty obvious answer. Allowing Trump to end run the law also threatens to shred the fabric of American democracy and justice, so says commentary at Bloomberg. Uh, Lindsey Graham, the senator from South Carolina, uh, together with Senator Tim Scott, uh, also a senator from South Carolina, the junior senator from South Carolina, Tim Scott on CBS had one of the more reasonable, it seems to me, and balanced reactions of people within the Republican universe on this, by the way, very busy primary day with a red-hot uh, primary in Wisconsin, one of the swingiest of swing states. We will get to that. Here's what Tim Scott had to say about the Mar-a-Lago raid issue. This is clip 11. Well, we've had the we've had the FBI before uh, the Judiciary Committee just in the last two weeks trying to figure out why they do what they do, and there's been lots of questions before this raid about whether or not the FBI is doing their job apolitical, and we don't know the answer to that question yet. This you is probably gonna, about the FBI. This is going to raise more questions, in my opinion. We need to let this play out and see exactly what happens, but we should all have been stunned and surprised and shocked at what happened yesterday. The real question is, A, what is the Federal, Federal uh, Records Act, and, and B, what are we talking about? It, it, ha it has to be something of incredible magnitude yeah. for at least my side of the aisle to say that was, that was warranted. With, without that, I think we're going to find ourselves in a very big mess yeah. as it relates to the credibility of the FBI. Well, so you don't have any concern that they're going to find anything at the Mar-a-Lago? Well, I think we should really, as, as opposed to rushing to judgment, the most important thing that we can do is let it play out, because I, I have right. no idea what they were looking yeah. for, and I don't think anybody knows uh, what they were looking point, for. Okay, uh, one of the things, Andrew McCarthy, former prosecutor, uh, the uh, one of the editors at National Review, says what they were looking for was not about destroying records. It was really about January 6th. Why does he say that? Uh, we'll be speaking to Andrew McCarthy a little bit later this hour. The um, uh, piece in Vice begins after news broke that the FBI searched former President Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago home in Florida Yesterday, uh, President Trump was up in New York. It, he's been spending most of his time, as he usually does, at Bedminster uh, in his um, uh, golf resort in uh, the New York City area. And his supporters openly called for an armed, violent response and ultimately civil war because of the search uh, for documents in his safe at Mar-a-Lago. Civil War 2.0 just kicked off, one user wrote on Twitter, with another adding, one step closer to a kinetic civil war. Others said they were ready to take part. I already bought my ammo, said one. MAGA, QAnon, and far-right message boards and telegram channels lit up Monday night with calls for a violent response to what some extremists see as a political attack directed by the Biden administration. This is how you light the match to civil war, one user on Twitter wrote in response to the news. Similar rhetoric was shared in far-right channels on Telegram. Civil war coming to America, there won't be any more elections, one member said. Won't be any more elections? We have one scheduled about 90 days from now. And yes, it is going to happen. 
with results that uh, may be impacted by this, but who knows how. We will be talking about that later with Jonathan Allen of uh, NBC News, who wrote a fairly critical book about Joe Biden called Lucky. Um, a total war on dissidents is about to unfold, uh, not behind closed doors, but blatantly in public, said another member of Telegram. Uh, attacks on Alex Jones, Trump, and Patriot Day defendants, Patriot Day is January 6th, are only setting the precedent for the future of us as the only opposition to the deep state. In QAnon channels, there were some conflicting responses, with some conspiracy believers calling for armed responses and others suggesting the FBI was all part of the master plan. A prominent QAnon influencer known as QAnon John is urging followers not to call for civil war as this, the influencer said, is what the deep state wants them to do. Uh, within hours of the FBI's search, however, the term civil war was already trending on Twitter and hundreds of Trump supporters had already gathered outside Mar-a-Lago. Some claimed on Telegram channels they were there to protect the former president, who wasn't even there. So where do we go? What really happened? And what is this about and the consequences? We'll get to all of that on The Medved Show. Michael Medved show. President Trump uh, had a reaction. He wasn't happy at all because his home had been uh, entered apparently by 30 personnel, uh, 30 individuals from the FBI who came in with a search warrant, uh, which means that somebody believed, Judge Reinhardt in this case, that there was probable cause to suspect that a crime had been committed. What kind of crime? The destruction of uh, presidential documents and records, uh, some of which could have implicated Trump, particularly regarding uh, January 6th. Uh, Trump uh, said in his statement that he posted on Truth Social, it's a long statement, but he said in part, my beautiful home, Mar-a-Lago in Palm Beach, Florida, is currently under siege raided and occupied by a large group of FBI agents. They even broke into my safe, exclamation point. What is the difference between this and Watergate, where operatives broke into the Democrat National Committee? Question mark. Uh, let me answer that question, because it's an important question. What is the difference? The, the difference is this was agents of the U.S. government. It was agents of the FBI who were sworn law enforcement officers following a judge's grant of a search warrant. It was unquestionably legitimate. Now, it may have been a bad idea. In fact, I think it probably was a bad idea for it to come down this way without some kind of uh, announcement in advance or uh, some kind of warning for the public so it didn't come like a bolt out of the blue on uh, August 8th, uh, which was, by the way, 
the anniversary of, in 1974, Richard Nixon resigning from the presidency. Now, part of the reason he resigned from the presidency was it turned out he had been guilty. He claimed it was a mistake by his secretary, Rose Marie Woods. He had been guilty of uh, taking 18 minutes of tape and erasing it. And this is hitting at precisely the moment when it appears that the Secret Service, whether they were acting uh, innocently and basically just to service their own records and phones, there were a bunch of Secret Service phones and a bunch of phones and records and computer records in the Defense Department that uh, apparently were disappeared that were erased, were gone, and they were wiped clean right around January 6th. So all of this comes back to that. And when he says, what is the difference between this and Watergate, where operatives broke into the Democrat National Committee, uh, the, the difference is that, one, they had burglars, they had people who were breaking the law, and uh, in the other case, this most recent case, whether it was a good idea or a terrible idea, whether it was fair or not, whether it was well advised or not, it was a done through the normal legal channels. Now, again, the president of the United States says he didn't know anything about it. And uh, nobody doubts that because <laughs> President Biden does not have a masterful command of every detail of the bureaucracy or what is going on in his administration. But Merrick Garland, a former federal judge, uh, with, by the way, a strong reputation as a federal judge, Merrick Garland almost surely had to know, because something of this magnitude would have had to go up to his level at the Department of Justice. It wouldn't be just uh, Christopher Wray the director of the FBI, who was appointed to that post as director of the FBI by uh, Donald J. Trump. And uh, did Christopher Wray, is he out to get Trump? Is this out to stop his campaign in 2024? There are people who are looking at the situation and saying that, if anything, this may help his campaign of 2024. In fact, uh, his son, Eric, has uh, said to the media that this makes it only more likely that his father will announce his candidacy soon. Uh, meanwhile, Trump supporters and enthusiasts and fans out there have uh, their own reactions in response to one meme uh, suggesting that gun sales and boating accidents would soar in the wake of the FBI raid. Jeremy, why would boating accidents soar? Are they are they saying that people are just going to be taken out on boats and pushed over, or boats are going to be sunk, or what? Uh, boating accidents would soar in the wake of the FBI raid. One member of the Donald, a pro-Trump message board, wrote, if it's time to hide them, it's time to use them. Does that mean guns? Yes. Uh, or does it mean boats? The top comment on the main thread about the raid on Tuesday morning was lock and load. That's this morning. 
In the same thread, another user wrote, it certainly feels like they're treating it as a hot civil war. When all this is said and done, the people responsible for these tyrannical actions need to be hanged. Think about that for a moment. Th think about the mindset that suggests that uh, someone who is trying to recover uh, for the government of the United States uh, confidential and uh, classified documents that Trump has acknowledged that he was not authorized to have. And one of the reasons he says he was surprised by this entire matter was he had been negotiating for weeks with the National Archives to get these documents back to where they belong, which is in federal custody, not at Mar-a-Lago. And that uh, I guess those negotiations weren't going so well. Um, the Another person responded to the same meme. This, again, is on the responses to the, uh, the events at Mar-a-Lago said that people need to start learning about third printing, referring to the rise of virtually untraceable ghost guns. You out the guns? Ghost guns? Trump's own comments confirming the FBI search uh, used the pre former president's typically inflammatory language, writes Vice, to describe a lawful search of his home. Uh, George Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene, of course, was one of the people with a um, uh, most extreme perspective on all of this. She uh, said uh, without evidence that the FBI action was an indication the agency had now been weaponized by President Biden to persecute Trump. Quote, this is the rogue behavior of communist countries, not the United States of America, three exclamation points. These are the type of things that happen in countries during civil war. Uh, really? Is that where we are? We'll get a legal perspective from a former prosecutor and prominent conservative for National Review, Andy McCarthy, coming up on The Medved Show. Medved show uh, it never rains, but it pours, as they say. Um, we could use a little rain out here in Seattle. I know that's unusual, but it may actually be happening later this week. Uh, never rains, but it pours. The House Ways and Means Committee says it uh, expects to receive Trump's long-sought tax returns immediately. Why? Because a, a federal court, and in fact one of the senior justices in the American justice system, Judge David B. Santel, who is a presiding judge over the D.C. Uh, circuit court, appellate court, Judge Santel issued an order uh, writing a majority court opinion saying that uh, President Trump uh, and the Treasury Department, 
uh, Treasury Department, now, of course, under President Biden, must comply with the request to uh, receive Trump's tax returns. The House Ways and Means Committee says it expects to receive the requested files immediately, one day after FBI agents uh, raided Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago estate. The D.C. Court of Appeals ruled today that the Internal Revenue Service must hand over the former president's tax returns to the House Ways and Means Committee. Trump has been fighting for more than three years to stop release of his tax returns to the Democrat-controlled committee. We expect to receive the requested tax returns and audit files immediately, the House panel said on Twitter. Representative Bill Pascrell, Democrat New Jersey, who's chairman of the Ways and Means Oversight Subcommittee, celebrated the court's decision, quote, Congressional oversight of tax returns has been clear and unchallenged for over a century until Donald Trump and his minions stymied, delayed, and obstructed our oversight with every nefarious tool imaginable. This has never been about one man. It is about the rule of law, he said in a press release. The senior circuit court judge, David B. Santel, wrote the majority court opinion. He said the Treasury's decision to comply with the request did not violate the Trump Party's First Amendment rights. Additionally, the request to provide tax returns did not violate separation of powers principles under any of the potentially applicable tests, primarily because the burden on the executive branch and the Trump parties is relatively minor. What they mean is that uh, Trump doesn't have to gather up a bunch of papers and give them to anybody. What they're asking for is they're asking for the IRS, which has been uh, dealing with a... Um, a long-term audit because Trump at one point got a pretty good refund check of $72 million. That's not a joke. It's not an exaggeration. It's a reality. It's just a few years ago. And uh, the House Ways and Means Committee claims that they want that information to use as an example of the way the tax system has to be fixed. Because, uh, honestly, especially when you're in the process of uh, hiring 87,000 new IRS agents, which is a worrisome development, uh, then to say that the Ways and Means Committee has no right to examine the most prominent taxpayer who got one of the biggest refund checks in history, all of history, oh, in a recorded time, that's that's very important. There's also an email that came in, I appreciate it, from uh, Christian, who's emailing in from California. He says, the whole Mar-a-Lago and investigation situation made me wonder, is there any way Trump could be barred from running again without getting him arrested and sent to prison? Uh, this is a two-part answer, Christian, and it's very, very important. There's dispute about the Congressional Records Act because it says in the act, which is a piece of legislation, that anyone who is found guilty under this act forfeits his right to hold high office. And uh, however, here's the problem. Based upon a whole uh, chain of court decisions, 
that does not mean someone who is running for or holding a constitutional office. Now, what's the deal? The deal is the Constitution establishes the qualifications to be president of the United States. And you cannot add to those constitutions without, uh, you cannot add to those qualifications without changing the Constitution. So even though this legislation says that nobody can hold high office, that would prevent somebody from um, being appointed Secretary of the Treasury, something like that, because the qualifications for Secretary of the Treasury are not specified in the Constitution. The qualifications for president are, and there are only two, you have to be a natural-born citizen of the United States, and you have to be over 35 years of age. And uh, Trump is both. So that means, you said, without, because there anything where he could be barred from running again without him getting arrested and sent to prison? If he got arrested and sent to prison, he could still run. And he probably would. Then especially, uh, th there were famous politicians in years past. There was a mayor of Boston named James Michael Curley, who was one of the true uh, indelible characters in all of American history. There's a great novel and, uh, by Edward O'Connor and a, a, a movie with Spencer Tracy uh, that is based on Mayor Curley. He was in prison when he won re-election. He's a popular guy. Uh, and Marion, Marion Barry, uh, I don't think he was in prison. He may have been in prison, Washington, D.C. mayor, when he was re-elected. Uh, so if Trump is wearing an orange suit uh, sitting, sitting somewhere in a federal penitentiary, he could still run. And I guarantee you there would be some of his enthusiastic supporters would uh, be even more likely to vote for him. Now, do I believe that it is likely that he could win a majority? I don't, I don't even believe that President Trump uh, now could win a, uh, a majority of the delegate votes and become the Republican nominee, but who knows? It is possible that, uh, that these recent events will uh, only increase the likelihood of his candidacy. That's what his family and friends are saying. That, in fact, is something that um, Lindsey Graham observed. We will get to Senator Graham's comments. He, uh, uh, just hours ago, met with or spoke to, I think on the telephone, uh, spoke with President Trump, and uh, he has some more balanced and... Uh, it seems to me credible things to say about this than uh, people like Marjorie Taylor Greene who uh, are, are saying that uh, right now we are living in a third world dictatorship. Is that true? She says this is the rogue behavior of communist countries, not the United States of America. These are the type of things that happen in countries during civil war. Um, Really? Is is that what this civil war is about? And and again, what really are the issues? And and that is one of those things. Uh, send me a uh, a note or an email or something. Explain to me what are the the insoluble 
irrepressible conflict that was a seward phrase what are those issues that we serve right now that are causing us to hurtle toward civil war whether or not trump has illegally destroyed records from his administration and tried to uh, violate the law by obliterating those records is that a civil war style issue we'll get to that and more coming up on the medved show to the surprising news that of all the controversies involving Trump's two impeachments and uh, we mentioned the income tax returns where uh, President Trump managed to pay very, very limited income tax for somebody of his purported wealth. In any event, with all of that, the, the fascinating thing to me is uh, this is like Al Capone uh, finally going to prison over his tax returns. I mean, of all the things that people have against Donald Trump and the various charges and all of which he's seemed to have beaten fairly effectively, but uh, that that this is the charge that they're going to bring him down on is destroying federal records. When there were stories about President Trump ripping up uh, federal documents and putting them in the toilet, those didn't just pop up yesterday. We covered them on the show yesterday, but those stories have been around for years, going back to the time he was president. Lindsey Graham spoke to the president uh, earlier today, uh, just a couple of hours ago, and he had this to say. Uh, acknowledging at the beginning of his statement, this is clip 15A, that um, he, he agrees that no one, not even a president, can be above the law. But the law needs to be above something else. Listen, this is clip A. The FBI sent agents to the home of a former president, the leading contender to be the nominee for 2024, and I want to know why. I said two things. Nobody's above the law but the law needs to be above politics. So if you're a Republican conservative and you hear the FBI is going after Trump again, it sounds alarm bells. This is the same organization that obtained warrants against Carter Page in the Russian investigation that were so flawed the court rebuked the Department of Justice. This is the same FBI that had agents in charge of investigations of Trump that ignored every exculpatory matter and assumed the worst. The question is, was this necessary? Did they work with the Trump family and organization in a fashion to avoid having to do the raid? I don't know, but here's what I do know. I know doing this 90 days before an election reeks of politics. I know this is a dangerous precedent to set. Uh, and at the end of the day, there's a tremendous burden on the Department of Justice, in my view, to explain their actions, and I hope they will. Okay, and then he talks about his conversation earlier today with President Trump. Listen. 
I talked to the president just about an hour ago with Henry. The one thing I can tell you is that I believed he was going to run before. I'm stronger in my belief now. Every Republican I've talked to, my phone has been lit up. What the hell are these people doing? Can you imagine if this, the roles were reversed here? This happened in the Trump world against a prominent Democrat. So the bottom line here is there's a lot of accountability to be had in the past. The person who altered the warrant application, the lawyer, received a one-year probationary sentence is back to practicing law. So, yeah, I'm very worried that the politics of the past may have risen their head again, but time will tell. Okay, one of the things that is problematic here is one of the awful things that the Democratic Party has done. Yeah, the Democratic Party has done has been to promote pro-Trump candidates because they think, and I think they're right in many of the states they're talking about. For instance, today, the, the leading Republican candidate to win the gubernatorial nomination in Wisconsin is a guy named Tim Michaels, who uh, says he's going to recertify, decertify the electoral votes of Wisconsin that were cast two years ago. You can't do that. It's not it's not legal. There's no legal basis for it. Uh, the president is elected. You cannot undo the election of 2020. The way you undo it is you de-elect Biden. You uh, allow him either to withdraw as a candidate, which I think he will ultimately, or you vote him out of office, which I think would also happen ultimately if uh, Biden were a candidate. But the idea that you can uh, just go ahead and vote. Okay, so the point about this is the Democrats who recognize that some of these very, very Trumpy candidates who are talking about the election of 2020 are disastrous. They, they will not be able to compete among uh, Democratic incumbents and Democratic challengers and others. So they have actually spent money and millions and millions of dollars. It's in many different states and many different locales where they saw to it, for instance, in Michigan, when Peter Mayer, who is a uh, incumbent congressman and a very good one, one of the congressmen, the Republicans who voted uh, to uh, impeach President Trump, uh, Peter Mayer was defeated by someone who's going to have a very, very tough time holding that seat, who got the support of Democrats and their money. So if they're supporting candidates they know we're going to lose, what about Trump himself? Why, if they're playing strategy here, if this is a political prosecution, why don't they, uh, why are they playing a very, very different game than they are in regular politics during this off-year election? Uh, Gabby Orr over at CNN gave a little bit of a rundown on the history that led up directly to this FBI search in Mar-a-Lago. Uh, this is 3.5. Listen. In early June of this year, uh, there was a meeting that occurred at Mar-a-Lago between attorneys representing former President Donald Trump and 
agents there looking to see if there was classified information being stored on the property. And it's this meeting that sort of precipitated the search that was executed at Donald Trump's residence in Palm Beach yesterday. We were told from sources who were present for the meeting that at the time, attorneys for Donald Trump shared documents, turned them over and showed them that there were, uh, there were in fact, documents being held at Mar-a-Lago that had classified markings on them. Uh, the agents who were present then asked to see where these documents were being stored. They were taken to a basement room on the property, we're told. And just days after that meeting occurred, they were given, a, they were sent a letter uh, asking them to create a more secure location for these documents to be held at Trump's property. And, and we're told that aides to the former president actually then put a padlock on the room where these documents were stored in order to comply with that letter asking for them to be uh, kept in a more secure location. Now, that occurred in June of this year. Yesterday, of course, the former president's Mar-a-Lago residence was searched by the FBI, and we were told that there were documents taken away uh, from, from, the, from the residence during that search. Um, an attorney for the former president, Christina Bob, who also happens to be a former host of One America, a One America News show, confirmed to us that, quote, paper uh, was taken away and removed during the search yesterday. Okay, uh, so this was something that was building up to this climax and why this climax now? Uh, I think Annie McCarthy, who we're going to be speaking to a little bit later in the show, uh, actually about a half hour from now. And uh, Andy McCarthy, prosecutor, says that he really thinks that this and the timing is all about the January 6th uh, riot and the ongoing investigation of it and uh, an attempt to try to move before any more records are destroyed or wiped away. And yes, it has to do with one of the problems at the Pentagon, which has just been breaking recently, which has been compared by many to some of the missing tape that got Richard Nixon into such deep trouble. There's also a, a, a new book that uh, excerpts have been uh, appeared in The New Yorker and The New York Times, but uh, uh, problems that President Trump had with the Pentagon and with the top-ranking generals at the Pentagon who he was very angry at. And this is one of those things that's very surprising, is you now have people uh, on the right, conservatives, Republicans, uh, who wanting to defund the, the FBI, which has always been sort of a, a protected and uh, supported particularly by people who are of a conservative orientation. That's also true of the American military leadership, of course, and leadership at the Pentagon. We will get into some of those controversies, the most livable cities in the world, none of them in the U.S., alas. That and much more in This Greatest Nation on God's...